0: The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor, and it do not necessarily speak to the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Good morning, friends. It's so good to see all of you. The week after I was supposed to originally give this, I was talking with a friend of mine and, um, about this. And they said, Gil, you realize um, that, you're, that this isn't gender-conforming. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? You see, I'm a male nurturer. My gifts are the gifts of Hospitality. Generosity, mercy, teaching. I love with depth and passion. And my dream work is to develop others' gifts so they can grow as people and do God's work well. I thought I thought that the job of pastor would fit that nurturing gift well. And I was mostly right. Until I ran into the folks who tried to push me into that Christian men are God's God mentality. See, there are all these lists out there of things that make you a real man, a biblical man, or a manly man. Well, all of these lists and cultural norms seem to promote this distant provider figure who exerts authority and discipline over the whole family. There we go. Much better. (laughs) And these are the lists I heard growing up. And I died inside. Every time I heard them. Because I knew I wasn't that person. It's only at this stage in our culture that people like me can begin to say, I'll take care of the family and make our living space home. To me, making home is the essence of nurturing, creating a space in which someone knows you, you belong. That's the essence of nurture to me. Over time, I've realized that there are plenty of us male nurturers out there. Hi, thank you. Can you, can I finish reading first? Thanks, my arm's starting to hurt. Probably shouldn't have done that with a torn rotator cuff, but oh well. Um, well, over time, I've realized there are many of male nurturers. It's actually one of the teachings of Jesus that opened this different way of thinking about myself to me. It's in Matthew twenty, starting in twenty-five. But Jesus called to them and said, "You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them." It will not be so among you, but whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. See, I'm the big teddy bear daddy. (laughs) Full of hugs and ready to play silly games and be dressed up in silly ways. I love to be at home to cook, to clean, and to spend hours reading and singing and playing with my kiddos. Laundry and dishes can be acts of prayer and worship that draw me closer to God, even though they, like God, can be never ending. (laughs) I love feeding people. I step into my kitchen, my favorite room, And with joy, knowing that I'm living into the gifts God's given me to nurture. It's against my being for people to leave my house hungry. You can ask Emmanuel. (laughs) Uh, And I get told by some that by choosing this joy, I'm not being a quote-unquote real man. Although nobody seems to be able to say that after they've eaten at my table. When I see someone hurting, my instinct is to wrap my arms around them and hold them until the tears have run their course. To bind their wounds and bring them to the great physician. Love you, kiddo. (laughs) Ah. When my daughter skins her knee, I wrap my arms around her and hold her as she cries. I gently kiss her and tell her I am here. Daddy's here, it will be okay. I stayed in the hospital room as the nurse slid the IV into her arm, holding her, kissing her forehead and saying, Daddy's here, I love you. I was fully present to her in her suffering and cried with her. Even though nurturing others can be tough, I get joy because I'm uniquely wired and gifted by God for that work. I've learned from listening to other nurturers that truly being a nurturer requires me to be fully present to those I'm nurturing. This is challenging and it requires epic self-discipline, which I sometimes succeed at. I also need to constantly evaluate the character and the quality of my presence. I find myself most nurturing When I'm leaving enough room for others to use their gifts, to speak their voices, to use their talents, as a nurturer, I get to create opportunities for others to discover their talents and help process the lessons of failing at something. Being a nurturer involves a lot of cleaning up other people's crap both literally and figuratively. And no matter how hard we nurturers try, some of it always ends up sticking to us. Pain is often present, and it never gets easier to face. Being a nurturer often means talking about all the hard work you saw the one you are nurturing do. And not talking about or getting any credit whatsoever for the time, effort, and energy you spend helping them grow into their success. But the greatest rewards of the nurturer, my greatest rewards, are that sigh of contentment I hear after a meal. Joining in the applause at accomplishments and seeing those many mustard seeds around us grow into trees of mighty fame hey thanks for listening to our podcast we're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends if you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways we have a couple options for you You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have an Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.